You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 94. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad that you are here with me today. Last week, we talked to Eleni Young, and I shared with you the first part of our conversation in a two-part episode series, which was really exciting, and I hope you guys got so much out of it. Eleni is just so sweet sharing her testimony with us, and it really just changed my heart. And I hope it blessed you when she started talking about the story behind her song, My Stoning. If you haven't listened to part one of our conversation, I suggest that you go back to episode 93 because you do not want to miss out. In today's episode, Eleni and I dive deep into the spiritual life behind music and media. We talk about the importance of changing the atmosphere in our homes and why we have control over the media that we consume. We talk about this from the point of view of apostolic mothers who are trying to raise children to love Jesus in a world that really doesn't. As I was re-listening to this and editing, I was just touched by the fact that the Lord really gave Eleni and I some insight on media considering that we are creators of it. As a podcaster and a writer myself, and Eleni as a podcaster, songwriter, and singer, We really understand that there are forces behind media, especially music, that we cannot see. So I hope you listen to this episode with an open mind and an open heart to receive what God wants you to hear. All right, guys, let's get into part two of our two-part conversation with Eleni. I'm calling this episode Gifts and Media with Eleni Young, part two. Hey, guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome Podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. The Hello Awesome Podcast is sponsored by some good friends who want to give you a special treat just for showing up. If you're looking for super cute, modest clothing that is both classy and fun, Nuggles has you covered. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off at www.nuggles.us. That's www.nuggles.us. US and stock up on essential yet affordable apparel right now. If this windy weather is leaving your skin crying out for help like mine, Oneness Essentials has what you need to be nourished again. Their handmade lotions and soap bars are seriously heavenly and smell amazing. Use code HelloAwesome at onenesssoapbiz.com for 15% off your next order of bath and body products today. That's O-N-E-N-E-S-S-S-O-A-P-B-I-Z dot com. Are you in love with a good scrunchie? If you know me, then you know my answer is, duh. And my favorite ones are from So Vita. These are high quality, handcrafted scrunchies straight out of indie. Seriously, they're perfect for long hair. Use code PODCAST for 10% off to pick up a handful of scrunchies like the popular Crushed Velvet or Satin Bow at sovita.com. That's S-E-W-V-I-D-A dot com. 
go grab a bunch to add to your collection or give away as the perfect gift. I wanna give a big shout out to those of you who are working in the medical field, especially our nurses and technicians. Bravo to you guys, y'all are the real MVPs. If you need comfortable scrub skirts so that you can serve others while sticking to your modest lifestyle, Sea Saucy is the place for you. Use code HELLO10 for 10% off your entire order right now when you check out at seasaucy.com. That's C-S-A-U-C-Y.com. Go invest in a comfortable scrub skirt right now with Sea Saucy so that you can just focus on your patience and continue on being a light. Okay, who says athletic wear is boring? Not with Snaga Athletics. With so many fun colors and designs to choose from, you no longer have to struggle to stay modest when you are ready to be active. Use code JC10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 and get free shipping on orders of $120 or more. This code doesn't apply to the Courtney T. Oliver collection and it's valid through April 30th at midnight. That code is J-A-C-Y-10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 right now at snogaathletics.com. That's S-N-O-G-A-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I do want to talk about, you know, the importance of, you know, us having that media that glorifies the Lord. And I know it's very hard to come by. And, you know, we are bombarded, like we were talking about before, you know, like Netflix and Disney Plus and all this Uh other different things, you know, um, which they're not necessarily bad. But like we were talking about, it's, it's the messages behind it. It's the subtle things. And so Uh um, knowing what you know now, you know, knowing what you know now from your own experiences from this entire journey of songwriting and of course now you creating your own media how important is it for us to filter what we listen to gee that is such a good question girl i i find myself in this weird space where you know there's songs for me that are nostalgic you know sure. like i grew up listening to abba and queen and um the Bee Gees and Christopher, all these, you know, greats from the seventies and eighties. I love mm. that music. And I can't seem to like separate myself from not the words or the artist, but like even the style, like I just, I'm so drawn to like the, the big noises and the, the vocals. I just love it so much. And so, I mean, I, I think, and this is just an opinion more or less than, you know, biblical facts, but I think that even in the sound waves of music, whether, you know, there doesn't have to be words, but even in the sound waves of music, there is darkness and there's evil. Mm. And, and in the same way, there can also be light and there can be, you know, Jesus can be in the sound waves. I've heard like, I mean, Andy or yeah, Andy Ferguson on guitar. I've never heard somebody emulate the Holy ghost power through an electric guitar, the way that I've heard Andy Ferguson rip around on his guitar. Like, and you can't even deny that there's power in that. Like that's his instrument. That's what the Lord has given him the gift to play. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way that music that has no words can have darkness and light, how much more darkness and light can there be in music that has words, you know? Yeah. 
So I think so often when I'm so drawn to, you know, the styles of music that I grew up on and I love so much, I, I often think like, what is this doing for my heart right now? I believe, you know, we are a temple of the Holy Ghost. So if I know that I have the Holy Ghost living inside of me, if I know that I have Jesus living inside of me, what would he want to listen to do? And I think like Jesus would not want to listen to Queen right now or Elton John <laughs> or the Beatles or whatever. And, and honestly, like there's some incredible, incredible musicians out there that, you know, they don't sing. They'll be drummers or there'll be guitar players, whatever, bass players in the world that are so gifted. Like they have, they have a, a gift in their lives. And I would argue that the way that somebody can have a gift in the world for playing music, how much more of a gift should we be? Um, what's the word? Uh, stewarding, I guess, as someone who has a gift in the light. Does that make sense? Yes. So when myself as a songwriter and as a worship leader and as a mom, you know, I have to take a look and and evaluate what I'm listening to and say, you know, are these things glorifying God or are they glorifying the world? Because it's either going to be one or the other, you know? So when I'm stepping back and I'm looking and I'm seeing and I'm listening, I think like, well, if I have the Holy ghost living inside of me, and if I want, you know, my girls to see that I have the Holy ghost living inside of me. And if I want to be a proper um, example, and if I want the people that I'm influencing to see the change that's in my life, they have to see in the things that I'm the most passionate about and that's music. And so, you know, I, I still, every so often, there's still some songs that I listen to and I shouldn't truthfully, I'm just being honest. Cause honesty is the best policy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my heart is so set on just listening to music. That's edifying listening to, um, anointed and gifted musicians in the church or, you know, in the body of Christ that are using their gifts to glorify God. That is so important to me. And I believe that it's important for our soul. I believe that it's important for those who are influencing. And I also think that it's important for building the church because when people are so used to seeing these gifted guitar players and whatever in the world, and even singers and vocalists, like us being given the anointing of God, not only should we be more gifted truthfully, but we should also give the people of the church something to be drawn to as well. Mm. So, I mean, you want to be a really great guitar player. Don't settle for being good, you know, push yourself, be great because it's a gift that God has given you. And if you believe that you have a gift then you need to steward that and you need to give something people, or you need to give people something to listen to. That's going to glorify God and sort of turn their gaze from the world's guitar players and turn it on to, and not necessarily you, but turn it on to your gift, which glorifies God. I use Annie Ferguson as an example because gee, he's a guy that, I mean, he's, he played on greater works. He's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and I met him and his family and they're just, they're so great. And they, they have such an anointing in their lives. And so for me, it's like, I would never, I never need to listen to any worldly guitar players ever again. Like he fills yeah. that void or whatever. Um, my friend, Emily Hudspeth, she is probably one of my closest friends. She's the most phenomenal drummer of all time. I'm just mm. being biased a little bit, but she's incredible. Why do I need to listen to the world's drums and drummers and, and their cool things when I could, 
like sit in the presence of God at her drumming. Yeah. And it goes the same for anything. You could pick and choose all the instruments and vocalists you want, but, mm. but people recognize that there's a gift and um, it's really about what you're putting in your, in your body, in your ears, like physically. And then what saturates the space that's supposed to be where the Holy ghost resides, you know, what's taking up that space. Are you in love with the world? Are you in love with their music? Are you in love with their culture? Or are you so in love with Jesus that you want to fill that gap with things that edify and glorify and and honor him, you know? Yes. Ugh. I love what you said. And I agree with everything that you said. I think it's very important for us to recognize that our gifts, you know, do come from the Lord, all the things that we are passionate about, all the things that we are essentially good at, like you said, um, but it makes a difference when we do it for God, when we help the church, edify the church, when we inspire mm-hmm. each other, inspire, you know, the family of God. And I think, um, you know, it is a struggle to try and filter all those things out. Um, I'm thinking about the story of David and before he was king, you know, he was just a shepherd boy and he also played the harp and right. Saul was king and Saul was not did not have a good countenance he was you know kind of depressed and he was low and he wanted David to play music to lift his up to lift up his spirits and and um you know it goes to show that there is power in music and then of course we know the story of how um obviously Saul didn't look at David anymore as like a worshiper he looked at him as a foe um but that was because it was the inside of Saul's heart but you know David was humble David Mm -hmm. used music in a humble way and to glorify God. And it didn't matter who was listening. He was going to play the music anyway, whether it was for the sheep, whether it's for nobody when he was out there or whether it was for a grumpy king. And Mm -hmm. I really do think that there is just so much power in music. And I love what you said about saturating the space. You know, what do you want to put in the atmosphere um, there is power in what we say. We know that words have power. Um, you know, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We know mm. that God is the word. And so if he has given us the power of words, uh, then there is power in singing, in music, right. where there is words. But like you said, there is power in just music itself, the sound waves. Mm-hmm. I do think there are certain tones and my husband and I, we feel this way when there's like a movie on or show on my husband, he's very sensitive to that because he is a musician and he Mm. does play music. Um, I'm more of songwriting. I wish I could play the piano or something like that, but he is, he knows the guitar, he knows the drums and he's very sensitive that way. Um, But even if you're not, when we have the Holy ghost, I do feel like God guides us uh, Mm -hmm. to the right things and we'll be listening to just, you know, a show or something like that. And then a commercial will come on or something else will come on and we'll look at each other and we'll quickly change it. And mm-hmm. and we're like, we don't know what that was, but that song did something to our spirit. Like there is something not yes. right with that song. And so I do think it's really important for us. And, you know, like we were talking about before recording, we are moms. And so we're out here like doing our best for our babies. You know, before we start recording, both of our children came in asking for snacks, asking for different things, you know, yeah. and like, and like we are in charge of stewarding our, our households, our children, mm-hmm. whether we're moms or dads, that's our jobs. And so, mm-hmm. you know, 
we have to be more aware. And um, this is probably another loaded question, but, you know, I know you have opinions about this because we did talk about this before, but how, how can we as parents be more aware of the way that media is influencing our children today? Well, it's a good question and it's loaded, but um, I have sort of maybe an unpopular opinion in the, the church, I guess Um, we're raising our children in North America. And as much as I really just want to like live under a rock and shelter everybody from all the things, I just don't think that that's healthy because Mm -hmm. at some point they're going to get exposed to this stuff and they're not going to be able to differentiate darkness and light. So do I believe that cutting off all access to media is healthy in North America? Absolutely not. Um, And I only say that because, you know, if we're homeschooling, like a lot of homeschooling uh, stuff comes in downloadable online packages now, like, yeah. And a lot of, you know, if you're sending your kids to public school, which I will just say, there's nothing wrong with either one. If you choose to do one or the other, that is your calling and just pray about it. Um, but if you're sending your kids to public school, a lot of stuff, especially now is on a computer or an iPad or something. So your children are going to come into contact with media, whether you allow it or not. So in our household, we've sort of decided, um, my husband and I have decided, you know what, we will allow our children some media. We're not going to just like let them sit in front of a TV, you know, all hours of the day and hope for the best, but we're going to let our kids have access to media, um, in small, tiny increments. And it has looked a little bit like us watching something first and then basically deciding whether it's worth, um, if our kids are ready for it or, or if it's even good at all, you know, like that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we went through a weird frozen phase where I thought like, okay, well frozen, frozen, you know, every kid loves frozen. So I watched frozen. I didn't really see anything wrong with like the first frozen as far as like our beliefs. So we watched it and it was fine. And the girls watched it and then frozen two came out and we watched it and we watched it together. And I remember thinking, and just being so disgusted that they would use, um, a fairly okay kids movie. I mean, like it's not the best, but they would use a platform like that to, um, push the agenda of like new age stuff. Like -hmm. there's a line in the movie that says the most powerful forces on earth, water, um, water, wind, earth, and, and fire, you know, this, Oh, the most powerful spirits on earth. And I'm just like, no, Actually, that's not true. First of all, those things don't have a spirit. Second of all, the most powerful spirit is the Holy Spirit. And like to have to like erase what that movie did and the the things that it put in their heads and then to try and replace it is a lot harder to do than to just watch it first and be like, no, we're not going to let our kids watch this and then find an alternative. You know, let's find something else that you can watch. So it's better to... um or it's easier to, uh, I guess, take one for the team. If, if you're letting your kids watch TV or whatever, take them for the team, watch the show, watch the movie, make sure that it's okay. And, you know, have a list of things. Like if it does this, it's a no, if it does this sort of like a Holy ghost checklist. Mm -hmm. Um, I have an internal one, you know, like, does it promote 
like bad behavior at home? Like, does it promote lying and, you know, sin really, but does it promote lying? Does it promote cheating? Does it promote any of those things? If it doesn't, okay, that's fine. Um, does it promote evil and what kind of evil? Is it like mm-hmm. evil that's made right? Or is it evil that just persists? And then another thing yeah. that's important to me is what is the spiritual foundation of this movie or this show? You know, is it, you know, the most powerful spirits of all are water, earth, wind, and fire? No, that's not right. You know, um, is it pushing an agenda of, of um, evil? when it comes to the spiritual aspect of it, like, is there a villain and does he have powers or or things like that? Um, And I take all this into account because I've seen all these movies. Like I grew up on Disney and, you know, all the shows and all the things. So I can say now that I've sort of filtered through all of the the movies I grew up with, Mm -hmm. um, what shows and what movies are okay for the kids to watch. So again, such a long story for such a short question, but yeah, I think that if you're going to be a mom or a dad in 2021, uh, and living in, you know, a first world country where everything is truthfully run by the media, I think that sheltering your children might not be like the most healthy thing because they will come into contact with media with or without your consent. So, and also, I guess the other thing too, I will quickly add is that when something does come up in a show that maybe we don't agree with, I always take the time to tell my kids that that's wrong and then like explain why it's wrong. You know, okay, you know that we don't talk to people like that. Okay, honey, that's not right. And the other thing too, like we don't believe in Santa Claus, which like, don't at me if you love Santa Claus. Like I'm, I'm not a hater. If you love Santa Claus, that's cool. But for us, we just don't do Santa Claus. Um, we try and emphasize Christmas as like Jesus's holiday. So, um, like Mila, I've had to tell Mila, like, girl, you're in play school. You're surrounded by kids that believe in Santa Claus. Like, don't tell them that Santa Claus isn't real. Cause that's right. not fair. Like, I know that you are very smart and I know that you maybe know the truth, but let's just, um, not get in trouble from other moms and let's just keep it to ourselves. And in our home, we're going to have a really fun Christmas where we celebrate Jesus's birth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just one of those things where it's like, you had, you just have to have conversations with your kids and, um, shame on you. If you think that you can go through life as a parent and not have to have the hard conversations with your children, because if you don't, someone else will, and they're not going to have your child's best interests and their spiritual interests at heart. So anyways, that was my soapbox. Yeah, rambling. I, I agree. No, I, <laughs> well, I think this is important to talk about. And that's why I wanted to bring it up with you because I know you're passionate about it and I am as well. And I do think it's just something that, you know, we try and skirt around um, the subject and, you know, every home is different. We know everybody, how they operate, you know, yeah. uh, their house is, is different, but I do think that there are fundamental uh, good things and there are fundamental evil things when it comes to media. And I think mm-hmm. those things are very important to talk to. And I know I'm the same way. I have a internal, you know, like checklist in my, in my mind. And um, the boys are eight and five now. And, you know, I'll hear them say something like, you know, don't look at that commercial, turn your face. You know, if there's a commercial, we can't skip over for whatever reason. Um, or, um, you know, one of them will say, ah, see, see that that's why we don't do that. Um, 
And they're just going to be life things that are just going to happen with media. So yeah, sheltering your kids is not the answer, but it's just being aware. You don't want to, you, you don't want to just hand them an iPad and hand them a, you know, a screen and say, great. Now I have time for like, you know, a couple hours without actually checking in. We're not saying mm-hmm. those things are wrong. We're not saying you don't need a break. We're not saying you don't need to give them media. What we're saying is you need to check in. You know, right. you need to be there and the kids need to know that you're going to check in because right. there are so many times that my older son, my oldest son, he understands that, that we have a rule. If I say, let me see your screen, you show me your screen. And, mm. you know, I understand when he gets to be a teenager, there's going to be privacy. We will, we will cross that bridge when we come to it. But right now you're mm-hmm. too young to make those decisions. We're still training you. So if they're, let me see what you are watching and let me make sure it's okay. And they know that, you know, here you go, you know, <laughs> they'll hand it over. And it's not trying to be like we were saying, not trying to be a helicopter, not trying to be overbearing, but just trying to be, you know, that assertive uh, parent mm-hmm. and that, involved parent especially when it comes to media and just being a loving parent because like you and I both know on the other side of things you know what does it look like when you're neglected and your parents don't care you know like I dealt with that a lot Mm -hmm. growing up was just like we were just allowed to watch as much tv as we wanted and it wasn't because truthfully like I it wasn't because my mom didn't care about us or whatever it was mostly because like she was working so I mean, Zoe and I were allowed to watch absolutely anything we wanted. Sorry, that was my sister. Um, we we could watch horror movies. We could watch whatever. And like, I've watched horror movies and they still, I still think about them sometimes. And I think like, well, what kind of impact? Like I was four when I watched my first horror movie. Mm-hmm. And it was because like some older cousins were, uh, we were downstairs with them and and they just wanted to watch a horror movie. And so I was like, all right, I'm game. You know, I'm a big girl. I'm four. And that that experience literally follows me today you know and it's not that I haven't prayed like Lord take away this fear but it's just because like that was an image that I was given at such a young age that literally continues to impact me as a 27 ish year old Mm -hmm. you know so absolutely Absolutely. you do damage to your children when you Mm -hmm. when you're not monitoring and filtering what they're watching because that will follow them. So it's important. I love that you, we share a lot of the same values and I just, I love that. I think a lot of that has to do like what, what you said, like our upbringing, you know, um, not everything was terrible. Like you said, not, you know, your mother was working. I had a working mother too. She worked really hard and she still works hard and, and I love her for it. She taught me the value of hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just those things that we have experienced, whether our parents were there or not. And, you know, horror, horror, uh, movies is a big thing, uh, for me in my past. And it actually, um, was what fueled my creativity in a negative way. Um, mm. the music and, uh, the things I were, I was watching actually all of my, um, drawings used to be very demonic. Um, I used wow. to have a lot of heavy, um, influences that way. And so, um, I actually, uh, when I was coming to the Lord, I suffered from night terrors. I was visited by, um, you know, spirits. I was visited by demons. I had Whoa. those kind of experiences that, um, to me, media is an open door. And those people who have had those scary experiences, we're not saying it to put fear in you. We're saying that we're, we're bringing it up, or at least I'm bringing it up, is because it is real. And, it's so real. And so the moment that I, you know, 
snapped my CDs in half that were that were wrong. And the moment that I literally stopped watching scary movies, um, mm-hmm. it was a journey. But the moment that I did that, I could tell that there was a tug of war in the spirit. Yes. And there yes. is a there is a there is a there is a war for our souls, whether we know it or not. And so we as apostolic mothers and as apostolic parents need to be in the fight for our children. We need to be their advocates because right now Mm -hmm. they're just children. They don't understand. They don't see the fight, but we do. And so I think it's totally okay for us to put those boundaries where we need to, no matter what anybody else says, honestly. And, um, and I really do think these are just important conversations to have. And, and it's not, we're not trying to use our experiences to cast a negative light on our parenting. Mm-hmm. All of those things, everything that happens to us, I think are opportunities for us to grow in our roles that we have now. So true. And I believe that God uses those too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, as much as it's not pleasant to have had those experiences, you know, being visited and and just being so um, manipulated and controlled by evil and darkness. And we all have our things like, man, I, we could go on a totally different podcast episode with like me struggling with homosexuality. Like that's mm-hmm. its own podcast, we, but like, we got to do, <laughs> do it the next part time, next two time. through 20. Um, but you know, like when I watch certain movies that have like a homosexual, relationship in it that pulls something out of me that I know is something that I struggle with. And it's like, oh man, I forgot. Like, I didn't forget about it, but it's like, I thought I buried that. But when you watch certain things and, and when you listen to certain things and when you're just around those people and, and when you put yourselves in the position to be an open target from the enemy, And that's exactly what you're doing when you're watching the things and listening to the things that are evil. You're taking off your armor of God and you're allowing yourself to be a full fledged open target bullseye Mm -hmm. for the enemy. And, and it's those kinds of situations that you're like, children, I love you so much. And like, let me just speak from my experiences. Okay. Like, I know that you're four and you're three and you're not going to understand any of this. So for now, I'm just going to tell you no. And when you grow up and when you're a little bit older and can understand, then mommy will tell you why it's important that we don't watch stuff like that or why it's important that we don't put that kind of music in our ears and and in our hearts. And, and right now it's just, it looks like you're a mean mom. Cause it's like, I just say no to everything all the time. And it's, and it's not that you're a mean mom. It's that we live in an evil world. Everything is, is a no because everything is evil. So that's why I try so hard to find things that are, um, you know, they're not bad. Like there's (laughs) the, the, uh, Pixar's dusty, the crop hopper. We love, we love dusty because like, I've watched the, the dusty series and there's nothing wrong with it. There's a few in you and those that you catch as like an adult, but there's nothing you know, the kids love dusty. Every time they see a plane, they're like, mom, it's dusty, you know? And like, if that's, if that's one thing that they can love, you know, that's a movie or a series, then I'm happy with that. Um, and it makes my no for everything else seem not so bad because like for every no, I try to find a yes, like, no, if you can't have this then we'll find something else. So, but like I said, you know, it seems like we're these horrible psycho moms that just 
hate our kids and want the worst for them. But truthfully, we we just live in this world, especially now more than ever, that is so evil and it's in everything. So all we want for our children is for them to just not get manipulated by evil at such a young age. You know, right. they're going to be facing evil as adults and as young, exactly. you know, as teenagers, that's just life, yes. you know, whether you want to admit it or not, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And all I want for you is to just stay innocent and sweet for just a little while longer. And I don't want this to follow you until, you know, you're an adult, like that doesn't need to happen when you're four or when mm-hmm. you're eight or when right. you're three, you know? So I get that girl. We're right on the same page. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. And I just want to say this last thing before I move on to the next question. Um, It reminds me of, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Dorenda Wilson, but she is an amazing um, author and writer and she has the Dorenda Wilson um, podcast and she is a homeschooling mom for, I don't know how many years. Um, I think she has like six kids or something. Maybe it's seven or eight or something. But she's older, and so she has so much wisdom because she's been homeschooling for so long, but she's a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's okay that she's not apostolic. There are so many Christian women who I listen to who just are so wise, and God, mm-hmm. are, God is using them. And she put it this way when it comes to protecting our children, because some people will say, well, you're being overprotective. Don't you think they're weird? You know, like, you know, they're going to turn out weird. You're homeschooling, you know all of this stuff. And it's like, well, number one, I grew up in public school and she says this too. Uh, there are kids who are weird in public school too. That doesn't matter. Oh, totally. I feel like I know a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But the other thing she said, and I will never forget this is our homes shouldn't be looked at as like an overpowering, like we were talking about before, like a dictatorship or us being controlling. Mm. It's actually a um, greenhouse. It's like a garden. And when we think about that, that we are like planting, but we're uprooting and then we're replanting and we're trying to make sure that the soil is good. And we're just trying to maneuver our children in the right way so that they could grow. And we're keeping them under this greenhouse because we're going back to that environment. We are, we are creating that environment for growth and creating that environment for, for just the Holy ghost to just Mm -hmm. move. And we are the stewards of that. We are the keepers of the home. That doesn't necessarily mean like all of the chores. We, we tend to think keepers of the home as a chores. That's part of it, but Mm -hmm. it's also the atmosphere that we as moms, as dads create in our homes. That's our job. And so the greenhouse is just such a beautiful imagery to me. It's like, oh, no, no, no. That. I get to decide whether the weed stays or the weed goes. You mm-hmm. know, I get to decide what's going to impact my children. Do they need the sun now? Do they need the shade? Do they need water? You know, do they not? And so I think it's just such a beautiful, I don't know, just uh, visual for us to remember. I love that. And I love the visual of even just having to do some pruning, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes yeah. if there's a really ugly character flaw on your children mm-hmm. that they may have inherited from, uh, not inherited, I shouldn't say it that way, but something that they picked up from, you know, a maybe less than good influence sure. in their lives. It's like, no, that's got to go. Like we're not, we don't bite in this house. I don't know where you got biting from, but we don't do what that here. What is with 
that <sighs> the, the scratching too, or sometimes there's spitting involved. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's like, different with boys and girls, but kids are just crazy sometimes. Kids are just crazy. And they, they yeah. want to express themselves. And sometimes yes, the only way they know how is like in the physical aggression. Yeah. And so, I mean, to an extent I can try and get on their level and it's like, I know you're frustrated right now, but biting is not a good option. Or like, why don't you just tell her that you're mad? Like, why do you have to hit her across or like slap her across the face? Like what, what is going on here? I know. So it's like that, that, um, that place in the greenhouse where you do get to be a, a pruner. And like, that's the most beautiful thing. Like, Oh, I love that visual so much. I'm not a green thumb. I actually am like a black thumb. If that's even possible. Like I can't oh even gosh. keep succulents we alive. We are really the same person. We are the same person. My but I can says, keep kids alive. <laughs> I have a money tree that I just bought and my husband knows it's only staying alive because you water it like once every couple of months. Like you don't have to do anything to it. Hey, wait, a money tree is in like a bank account. What's a money no, tree? I don't know. That's what they call it. It's like a small plant that oh, it's actually know. a plant. It is a plant. It's oh, see, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I don't know why they call it a money tree. Maybe because like, I don't know, it's an investment or something. Cause you don't have to I do don't... anything. I don't know why they call it that. If huh. you know, if you guys know, email me why they call it a money tree, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so you are actually, well, Dorenda Wilson has a podcast. So I know you listen to podcasts. Um, you would like it. And so she was the one that came up with that. And they're little nuggets for homeschoolers. And, and I know you also are a podcaster and you host the Spirited Podcast. And, um, you know, I would like for you to just, you know, before we kind of wrap up, you know, touch a little bit on how did that, how did that come about for you? How did that begin? And just talk to us about it. Well, the Spirited Podcast is dormant. It has been dormant for almost a year. I'm so embarrassed to even say that. I have so many podcast scripts on my computer sure. right now, but I just have not had the chance to record them and then edit them. You and I both know like the power in editing mm-hmm. um, and just get them up into the world. And I really, really, really want to. I have two that I've been most excited about. One of them is called Why I'm Apostolic. And it just talks about, you know, the journey and, and all the things. And then the other one is Inward Consecration. And those are two things that I'm just really just, I, man, the Lord has been working on me with inward consecration. And I think a lot of it is because now that we've, you know, been locked out or locked, we're in lockdown and, you know, we've had to adjust to maybe not going to church uh, as often, or maybe even for some, not at all in this pandemic, like literally attending physical church, they've yeah. been having to do online church and all this stuff. And I just believe mm-hmm. like it has never been more important than it is now to focus on what's going on on the inside. Like sure. Somebody can come up to the pulpit and preach holiness standards until they are blue in the face. And I have heard people and I have seen sermons and I have, you know, been in those kinds of rooms. Do I like, I'm not saying that I hate holiness standards. Wait, like, don't take it that way. But what I'm saying is the inside and the inward person, uh, and just what goes on on the inside, you know, behind all of the uncut hair and the skirts, like what's going on in your heart. So all that to say, uh, the spirit of podcast is coming back. <laughs> I just haven't had the chance to sit down and record them. Um, and the spirited podcast got its name sort of from a play on words. When I was younger, I was very, very crazy. Oh, I was a creative. So I was just like needed to find ways to cope with my life. And, and I was a bit wild and I was loud and obnoxious. And so I remember one lady 
told my mom that I was spirited. And I guess that's just another word for being like, your kid is bad and very loud and obnoxious. And you should probably like take her to counseling or something. Like, I don't know. So, but I looked up the meaning of the word spirited and it just means like outgoing, you know, your highs are really high, your lows are really lows. Um, But I use that as a way, sort of a play on words and as a way to also say like, I'm filled with the spirit. So like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm spirited as a person, um, but my heavenly being is filled with the Holy ghost. So I don't know. I just, that was the the direction for the title. And I love it still to this day so much um, because it really tells of who I am as a person in so many different ways. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out the next steps for it. When the Lord put a podcast on my heart, this was like maybe five years ago when the Lord was like, um, you know, podcasting was in my future. And I, I was just like, yeah, I'll get to it, Lord. And blah, 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 blah. You know, I made the name, I made the graphics, I did the things. And then that wasn't till like two years later that I actually like released my very first episode and I loved it so much. Um, but I just like, I wanted to make it more of a hobby than like a, like a scheduled thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I could be like, you know, for example, you know, no- noteworthy with Nathan friend. She's like every Sunday you're getting a podcast. Yes, and I'm just awesome. like, he's so great. And I think like, I, if I just could, I would, but if I put that time and effort into a podcast, something else is going to get less of my time. And it's probably going to be my family (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be honest. So, um, I've just been trying really hard to, to be a great mom these days. And that sometimes looks like other things taking a back seat. So, but the spirit of podcast is happening soon ish. (laughs) I'm hoping in the new year, as soon as that happens and I should have it up and running, but go follow it and keep tabs on what's going on on the spirited podcast. Um, but just know that there's only like four episodes right now, but I have like a million more to release. So you just hang on to your horses. They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally okay. I, I know that you were taking a break. And so as I was writing the questions, I did want to still touch on it because I know you have been, you know, just taking time away and that's totally okay. And it's just a reminder for everybody out there that just because you, you have committed to something, created something, you know, it's okay that, that you're right now in a season that your Mm -hmm. priorities are, are elsewhere and Mm -hmm. they should be, you know? Um, And it's okay that uh, you would have to pause a project or pause something, you can still come back to it. You're not a failure. And so that's, I I did want to say that and bring that up because I think a lot of people feel like, well, if I don't start this and I don't have the plan right away and what, you know, what, what will happen in six months? It's okay. It's totally okay. It's honestly just start, just start because right now it's like somebody might want to start a podcast or they might want to write a book or they might want to write a song. But they're like so caught up in like, but what, what if, and what it, you know, mm-hmm. all of these mm-hmm. questions that, um, that aren't helping. And it's like, but what if you just started and then work from there? And uh, so yeah, so I'm I'm thankful that you shared that with us, and I really hope that you do, um, you know, uh, have time soon to to you know make some episodes. I know that you know God sees your heart; He knows where you're at, and um, and I'm mm-hmm. just so. Honestly, I'm really thankful for what you produce in the world. I think it's it's a value. I think it's very in, enriching to us. I think it's inspiring to us. And I think there are a lot of people that you are blessing and you are touching that you don't even know about. And so um, I would love it if you would just let us know uh, where 
I know where I could find you uh, because we're friends <laughs> now. But, um, you know, you're just such a light to us. And if you could just let us know where everybody could find you on social media and where they could listen and purchase your music. Oh, you are so sweet. The same goes for you though, girl. Like we are all so touched by your ministry and we're just, we're thankful. I'm thankful that you do what you do. So I appreciate the time that you put into this and the sacrifices that you make. Cause you and I both know that these things take sacrifice mm-hmm. for sure. So you can find me on social media until further notice until I decide that I'm sick of it again. And I peace out, but you can find me on social media at Eleni M young. So that's E L E N E E. M Young. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. You can find my music pretty much anywhere that you get music, Spotify, um, Apple Music, iTunes, Deezer, Pandora. I don't even know. I can't even list them all. Oh, Google Play, I think, and Amazon Music. Those are things mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just follow me on social media. I love, like, seriously, you can message me anytime. I love making new friends and connecting with people. So um, if you have like a similar story or testimony, like reach out, I would love to talk about that with you. Or if you have any questions about anything, please feel free to reach out. I'm like the least mean person or like, what's the word? Like when somebody's like snobby, I'm not that person anyways. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I'm very easygoing and I love, love getting to, to meet people and make connections. So hit me up and we'll chat. <laughs> That feels so weird to say. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Eleni, for sharing your heart with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Were you inspired by this episode? I hope so. If you were, please take a screenshot of your podcast player and share it on Instagram stories, tagging me at HelloAwesomeLive. That's H E L L O. A-W-E-S-O-M-E-L-I-V-E. It really encourages me to see that you were blessed. Also, do you want a free digital devotional? Leave a five-star review in iTunes and DM me a screenshot of the review with your email address. You'll be gifted a digital devotional of your choice as a thank you. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesome.live. That's H-E-L-L-O A-W-E-S-O-M-E dot L-I-V-E. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.